0: You're listening to Packers Talk Network. PackersTalk.com. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your guaranteed, authentic tickets from TheTicketKing.com, a longtime trusted source and local Green Bay business. Just go to PackersTalk.com slash tickets for more information and ticket links. That's PackersTalk.com slash tickets. Pack. The Green Bay Packers walked into quite the scene on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit. The Detroit Lions are enjoying their best start since the early 1960s, and their fans were primed and ready to turn Ford Field into a rocking, day-long celebration that would show the country just how different things are now in the Motor City. Unfortunately for them, the Packers ruined the party. Oh! And with that, I'd like to welcome you to a special Thanksgiving evening episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I'm your host, Chris Lempisus, coming to you once again, not from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, no, no. But rather, yep, I'm here again, in the bathroom of my hotel room at the Hampton Inn... In beautiful Marquette, Michigan, here to break down Green Bay's, sorry for wrecking your little party, 29-22 win over the Lions again on Thursday at Ford Field. And I hope you and yours had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Oh man, I wanted this one so bad. I did. I know I'm not alone there. I was so tired of being punched in the face. And being bullied around by these guys, I was just so completely over that, you know? I wouldn't even say I wanted this one. It was more than that. I needed it. And we fucking got it, baby. Ooh, yeah. It feels so good, too, you know? Especially because I'm back in Michigan for this one. Back in my hometown. Oh, I'm rocking Packers gear all weekend. That's happening. That is happening. You know I am. Oh, I'm rubbing this one in. Because, you know, they Lions fans, they really thought, Lions fans really thought this was going to be some kind of coronation. You know, like proof that they're on the up and Green Bay is on the down. They were going to show America that. They were going to show America that? No, they were not. The Packers would not stand for it. And I'll tell you what, this hotel, this Hampton Inn, This must be good luck or something for the Packers in big games, because remember the first one of these, uh, the first one of these I did last season after the overtime win over the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau. So just about a year later, I'm here again, and once again, the Packers pull out a huge victory. Maybe I should just live here. You know what, I'll do it if it helps the Packers. Oh, who am I kidding? I've always fantasized about living in a hotel. I can't bullshit you guys and gals. Come on! Oh my god, I'd love nothing more to live in a hotel than more than to live in a hotel. Are you kidding me? That would be the ultimate. <laughs> Especially one with a kick-ass pool and hot tub like this place has. This is a really nice hotel. You might not think like Hampton Inn, but like this is like a this is like a Hampton Inn on steroids. Right on the lake. It's fantastic. That hot tub though, that a- that actually almost effed me over tonight. If I'm being honest. So, look, I was fine. I had three helpings of turkey at dinner. Probably shouldn't have had the third one, but champions never quit. But the turkey, that, you know, that actually didn't have me that tired. I wasn't feeling the tryptophan. But then we get back to the hotel, and my kids are like, Daddy, let's go to the pool. And, of course, that means I hit up the hot tub. You gotta, right? And then when, <laughs> So then when we get back up to the room, my body's like, oh, oh, oh okay, so you want to tempt fate? You want to do tryptophan and the hot tub? No, no, no. You're going to fall asleep now. <laughs> so that's what I did. I actually dozed off for the entire second half of uh, San Fran, Seattle. <laughs> Whoops. But I'm awake now. Got my beer here. I'll crack that open. I just, oh, man. There we go. Ah, yeah. Got my beer here. Got a Kiwanaw Brewing Company Pickaxe Blonde. Since I'm in the UP, I wanted to buy something local, support local, the KBC up there in the Copper Country. Got my beer, and I'm ready to rock. Cheers to all of you. Ooh, that's good. I haven't had one of these in a while. That is good. With the win, and oh, what a win it was. The Packers improved to 5-6 and six on the season now, just a game behind the Minnesota Vikings, plus the tiebreaker, of course for 2nd place in the NFC North. The Vikings will host the last-place Chicago Bears, who are 3-8 on Monday night in Minneapolis. Kinda need the Bears to win that one. Come on, you buttholes! You can do it! (laughs) Yeah, that's about as much as I can root for the Bears. (laughs) That'll do it! With the loss, the Lions dip to 8-3 on the season, still in 1st place in the NFC North, of course. And speaking of that San Francisco-Seattle game, San Fran won that easily... Thanks for the boost, thus dropping the Seahawks to 6-5. and five. So the Packers are now, just can you believe this, just a game behind the Seahawks for the final playoff spot in the NFC as we near December. Seahawks and Vikings both 6-5, and five, but many has the edge on them at the moment, based on best win percentage in conference games. Oop, burp, got to keep it real first. Burp, not even six minutes in. Playoffs! We're talking playoffs with this Packers team! Can you believe it? Some asshole said a month ago you could start reading those mock drafts. Who was that? Oh wait, a minute, that was me. That was me. That was me. Well, forget I said that. Forget all that now, baby. Forget those mock drafts. We're we're talking playoffs now. Before we get into the fun, how could you not be having fun already? I'm I'm drinking a beer, incredibly late at night in a hotel bathroom, bringing the show to you again. Don't ever question my dedication. Never, never question it again. If you ever did, do not question it now. Oh, that is good. I have to do the shameless self-promotion, which I know you love, or at the very least tolerate. Twitter, LEMPS, M-K-E, at It's Just Chris Now. Facebook, Old Bag of Donuts, O-L Bag of Donuts. I'm on Instagram, search for LEMPS Talk and Pack. And look for uh, my logo, which is the green donut that I know you all love so damn much. I'll probably post a picture of um, my, I guess you'd call it my studio for the evening, which is again, just the bathroom. I'll post that on there so you can see just how, how I made this work in such a tight space. Cause it is kind of impressive. I'm kind of, I got to give myself a pat on the back. It's kind of impressive. I'm literally, I've got like my laptop. This countertop isn't as big. It's not as long as the one I had last year. It's a little shorter, so it's a little more condensed, but still enough space for my mic. My laptop, my beer, then I got a water here too. So I'll post a photo of it you can so you can see what I'm working with. <laughs> Should be funny. Um the email, old bag of donuts, ol bag of donuts. Once again, olbag of donuts at gmail.com. For anyone listening on the wonderful Packers Talk iTunes page, leave a rating five stars. We like you those the most. For a good two. Again, does anybody want to leave a comment? A positive comment about the show, about Packers Talk. On the iTunes page, that would be great. Please do that. Come on. Come on. It's the season of giving. Come on. Give us that. Speaking of giving, we're on Spotify. You can find us on Spotify by searching for Packers Talk and looking for our logo, which is the head of the Vince Lombardi statue, which sits outside Lambeau Field. If you're subscribed, you're listening on Spotify, you're subscribing on Spotify, which you should be. Right at the, bo- at the top, <laughs> there's a little box with a star. Click on it. Again, five stars. We like you those the most. Four are good, two. It all helps with the algorithm. Just keep saying it. It all helps with that algorithm. People go on Spotify. I want to find some new Packers podcasts to listen to. They search it. They find us. You know, the, the, the more ratings we get, the better placement we get. There we go. It's easier for people to find us. Then they fall in love with us. And that's how that works. So keep leaving those ratings on Spotify. Come on now. We're on the iHeartRadio app as well. And if you listen on a platform I don't mention, as always, let me know what it is. I would love to know. And just subscribe. Come on, just mindlessly mash down on that subscribe button, and then we deliver the pods right to your phone. We have five now. They're all fire. They're all money. You wake up Monday morning or Black Friday morning. In this case, bam, I'm right there. And if I may, I want to talk to you quick because, you know, we are officially in the holiday season now about having your loved ones subscribe to us also. Give them the gift of that. In this holiday season... Well, we're all about to spend more than we probably should on gifts for our loved ones. Why not give them the best gift possible and tell them about Packers Talk? It won't cost you a dime. And if they're a Packers fan who hasn't heard of us, I'm pretty sure they're going to love it. They're not going to get a better gift than that. So your pocketbook wins, and so do they. It's a win-win. Doesn't that sound great? I think so. And speaking of your pocketbook, we have a special offer for our listeners. 25% 25% off the new Jerry Kramer biography, Run to Win. Jerry Kramer, NFL legend, NFL Hall of Famer, member of those great Lombardi Packers teams. His new his new biography, Run to Win. So just go to triumphbooks.com slash run to win. One more time, triumphbooks.com slash run to win and use the offer code Packers Talk 25% off. Sounds good, right? I sure think so. But remember... That offer's only good through the end of November, and it's November 23rd right now. November's gonna be over soon. So get on that. Sounds like it's a great gift for that Packers fan in your life. Okay, now that we done got all that out the way, let's go, let's dive right in. Let's talk about this Packers dub. A oh, no one thinks we can win this? Oh, Vegas has us as an eight and a half point underdog? Well, let's just see about that, shall we? Dub. So that's why you say it that way. Kind of in a ha-ha manner, you know? Damn, I'm still buzzing after that one. Although I will apologize quick if my voice sounds a little bit froggy. It's been a long day, and I'm still getting over the sickness that I talked about last week on the show. So if I sound a little bit off of my voice, that's why. We're still going to have fun tonight, though. Don't worry. Damn, I am still just buzzing after that one. I know I'm not alone on that. As for where to start, now here I usually begin by talking about a player or a group of players who had a great day. And don't worry, that is definitely coming. But tonight I want to begin by talking about the job done by head coach Matt LaFleur. We have been pretty harsh on LaFleur as a fan base throughout the season, you know. I know I definitely have been if you've been listening to the show. But he's gotten better slowly but surely over the past month, not perfect of course, But getting better. And Thursday was clearly his finest moment of the season. Really one of the finest moments of his time in Green Bay thus far. Just outstanding work from Matt LaFleur, you know? The Packers banged up beyond belief with, I believe it was, what, 17 guys? Right? On the injury report as of Wednesday, including some key contributors, right? Ja doesn't play. Rudy Ford doesn't play. Devondre Campbell doesn't play. No Aaron Jones. No Dontavion Wicks. Musgrave is on IR now right some big big names doesn't have them short week going on the road to face a team that has owned them lately and he had this team freaking ready ready to go they were ready for a street fight which is what it is when you face the dan campbell led lions now right it is a down and dirty bar fight out on the sidewalk maybe at a place like remy's here in marquette for example Seen a few bar fights there in my day. Green Bay takes the ball first and a surprise move. I mean, delivers the first punch right off the bat and just kept punching all day. In that first quarter, 20 points. 20 points in the first quarter. 23 in the first half. They've been averaging just a tick under six in the first half all season. 23 in the first half today. He had them ready. Freaking ready. Dialed in. You know, just kept punching. They never got out-punched. Never. You know, and I love the way he mixed up the play calling, too, talking about schematic stuff now. Really strong stuff from him in that department today. He had the Lions off-balance most of the day with his play calls. It was great stuff. I mean, we probably shouldn't be surprised, right? He's done this before. You think of the Thursday night game at Arizona in 2021 when they were shorthanded, no Devontae Adams, etc., Or like, you know, going into KC and winning on Sunday Night Football without Adams and some other guys in 2019. But with this being such a young team, it's just different now, you know? So, yeah, to do what he did today, I'm very surprised. In a good way. In a great way, you know? He's kind of, it seems like he's figuring out how to manage this young team better. He's getting better and better in that department as we move along. And the growth is becoming more and more evident every week. Which is, you know, that reflects on his coaching. The coaching done by him and the other coaches, of course, in a good way. So he's really starting to to round into form here, which is outstanding. Great stuff from LeFleur today. Can't credit him enough. And I love the emotion, you know? I love the emotion he showed after the game. Like, he wanted this one bad. It was great. It was great to see him get it. Good stuff. Okay, so now let's talk about the individual performances on the field. Can we do that? Can we talk about Jordan Love? Because I've been dying to talk about Jordan Love. we got to talk about Jordan Love. Wow. What? A performance from young Mr. Love, 22 of 32, 268 yards, 8.4 yards per attempt. Once again, that is outstanding, 8.4 yards per attempt. Three touchdowns, no picks, plus three runs for 39 yards, including one beautiful, fantastic play action keeper around the left end for 37 late in the game. Love made great throws from multiple arm angles, tight throws. Utilizing the whole field, but really using the middle of the field. Oh, they use the middle of the field a lot in this one. Something that you all know I love. Yes, please, more of that. Keep working the middle of the field. Again, let's just make that a staple of this offense. Absolutely. It's happening, everyone. It is happening. He is becoming the guy for Green Bay He's becoming the future right before our eyes. Holy shit. How fun is this? How cool is this to see? You know? It's like the Matrix, right? He's starting to believe. And like his head coach. He came out hot from the jump, right? First play. Love. Deep to Watson for 53. Bam. Nice throw. Maybe a touch underthrown. You know, if you want to be a tough grader, maybe it was a touch underthrown you could say maybe that should have been a touchdown, but still a good throw. A nice throw. 53, set the tone right away for what it was going to be for this offense. You know? And nice job by Watson to come back for it. And then on second and goal, Love closes out the drive, threading a beauty to Jaden Reed on the slant. He drags it across for the score. PAT good, 7-0 Packers, 12-16 to go in the first. That was just an incredible opening statement. An incredible opening statement from this offense. That throw, I I still don't know how he got that to read. I mean, he drilled that one in there. That was a laser. And I wouldn't even say tight coverage, like ridiculously tight coverage. Just a hell of a throw from Love. Oh, my gosh. You know? And he keeps going. First quarter now, you know? Nice throw over the middle to Malik Heath. That picked up 16. Uh, Third and eight. the Green Bay 47. Still in the first quarter now. Nice throw to Watson near the sideline. It was a nice leaping grab by Watson, too, for the first. Um, and then he closes it out on third and inches at the Detroit Eight. The beautiful play fake. He's kind of fading back. Floats one, shows some nice touch on that to Tucker Craft. And the rook walks in for the score. Almost had his first one last week, gets his first one this week. You love it. PAT good. 14 6 Packers, 3.08 to go in the first. And, you know, that just continued for most of the day. Let's jump ahead a little bit now. Third quarter, love with a nice throw across his body to Heath, that gets Green Bay into Detroit territory. Kind of a dangerous throw, but a night nice, that shows you how much he's grown to make that throw and complete it. Great stuff. Still third quarter now. Green Bay's final scoring drive of the day. Love, nice throw to Romeo Dobbs that picked up 17, got most of the yardage back after a brutal Elton, Elton Jenkins holding call. Back him up. I thought that holding call was going to kill the drive. And it didn't, mostly because of Love making that nice play to Watson on the very next play, you know, making the nice throw. Then the very next play, third and three at the Detroit 17, Love goes for all, and he fucking gets it with a great throw to Watson for the score. That was a money, that was a money throw. That was his best throw of the day, I thought. Beautiful throw, right on the mark. And Watson makes a great catch in the end zone, now Green Bay goes for two, tries the stupid trick play, shit didn't work. Still, twenty nine fourteen pack, three thirty to go in the third. That was just a money. I mean, I could talk. I feel like I could do like twenty minutes on that throw to Watson. It was just oh, right on the mark. It was beautiful. I think I've already watched it like five or six times since the game has ended. It's just great, you know. And Watson too. He was outstanding today. Finishing with uh, what did he finish with? Five catches for 94 yards and the aforementioned touchdown. So he's starting to like Love. He's starting to stack success a little bit now. You can see Watson's confidence growing over these past couple weeks. And with a guy like Christian Watson, based on what we saw last year, once that confidence keeps building and building, and once he gets rolling, shit, man, look out. And really, you know, Love could have had an even bigger day had it not been for a pair of drops, one by Dobbs, on a third down in the third quarter, just a brutal drop by him. You can't have that, Romeo. And then in the fourth quarter, the third and five at the Detroit 43, Love almost had Reed downfield. Would have been a huge play. Oh, that would have been such a huge play. Incomplete. Now, I initially thought Love put too much on it, but on further viewing, Reed did appear to short arm it. That's a play he needs to make, and he'll learn from that. I love Jaden Reed. He's going to learn from that. I know he will. He will not make that mistake the next time. He will not short arm that. You know, and he had a nice day otherwise, right? Four catches for 34 yards. The touchdown talked about that. And then he had, what, two carries for 16 yards. So, a nice day. He just continues to show he's going to be an incredible weapon in this offense for a long time to come. Yeah, great stuff. And then he had the, um, he also snagged the onside kick at the end, which was great because I know all of our asses were getting a little tight at that point. So, it was nice to see Reed close it out. And then if Josh Myers holds his block just a tick longer, On that deep shot to Watson late. That's an incredible dagger play. That throw looked like it was going to be on the money. Just Love couldn't put enough on it because he was under such pressure. Myers just needs to hold his block for like a tick or two longer. And they would have had that. I believe that for sure. So yeah, awesome stuff. And then even when the offense stumbled in this one. The Packers could, hey what universe is this? (laughs) The Packers could rely on their defense. Namely their pass rush to get their back. Green Bay's pass rush pass rush was just absolutely all over Jared Goff and this one dominating the Lions offensive line widely regarded as one of if not the best offensive lines in the entire league Green Bay freaking battered Goff all day hitting him 12 times in all 12 12 quarterback hits When I saw that stat after the game, I knew it was a lot, but when I saw that stat after the game, my eyes almost popped out of my head. And then they sacked him three times. All three of those sacks came from Rashawn Gary and what can only be described as a monstrous performance from Gary. Oh, my God. Playing in the building where he tore his ACL last season, early last November to be exact, Gary was a man on fire, a man possessed. The Lions just could not block him. No matter what they tried, they couldn't block him all day. Oh, and did I mention he forced two fumbles also? Because, yeah, he did. He did that too. Yeah, three sacks and two forced fumbles. The first one, Gary hits Goff as he's throwing it. Ball pops out. Recovered by safety, Jonathan Owens. He runs it in for the score. Call is reviewed. It stands. I thought for sure they were going to overturn it. I can't be alone. I thought for sure the refs were going to screw Green Bay over. Because it felt like the refs tried a lot to keep Detroit in the game in this one throughout the day. But call stands. Touchdown Packers. Holy shit. PAT no good. Oh, don't worry more on that in a little bit. 20-6 to Packers. two twelve to go in the first. And then the second one comes early fourth quarter. Fourth and seven at the Green Bay 31. Goff is sacked by Gary. Great burst off the edge and he just popped Goff on the blind side. Goff never saw it coming. Goff fumbled, he did recover his own fumble, but still turnover on downs. And to do that on fourth down, you know, I, I know I've said this on the show before. I think I talked about it after his, what, three and a half, three or three and a half sacks against New Orleans. Or well, Sean just has that thing, man, you know, that special thing that Reggie White had, that Clay Matthews had, that, all right, it's a big spot, someone needs to make a play. Shit, man, it's time for me to take it up a few notches and get it done. And he does. He just has it. Not many guys have it. He does. He's just a legitimate game changer. With a skill set that honestly, I don't know what, like 10 other guys on the planet have? 10 to 12 other guys on the planet have? Not many. That's why you pay him $92 million or whatever it was. The massive extension he just signed, you know? Because he can do that. Not many guys can. And he can. And the Packers have one which is fantastic. And it wasn't just Gary in this one either. You know, talked about Owens a minute ago with the fumble recovery. Owens had a great day. You know, I I, I have to apologize to Owens. I said on the show last week, he's just not a very good football player. He made me look like an idiot for saying that because he had a great day. In a big game, 12 tackles, one for loss, and that tackle for loss came in a huge spot. Third and five at the Green Bay 10. Lions run the wide receiver screen to uh, Amon ra St. Brown. The good St. Brown. Of course, we had the shitty St. Brown, Equidemius. <laughs> um, but I digress. They run it to, to St. Brown, and Owens snuffs it out. Wow. Again, huge spot. Fourth quarter, still about seven minutes left. That forced a fourth down that Detroit doesn't get. Fourth and seven at the 12. Goss on the move. He's looking for Sam Laporta. Incomplete. Which was, by the way, nice coverage by Quay Walker on that, even if he never turned his head. Probably should have turned his head, but he didn't. Still got away with it. Turnover on down, 6.46 to go. So yeah, apologies to Owens, man. He played, there was an intensity, a physicality in his game today that I, haven't, I hadn't seen. So I hadn't, you know, it's like that Shaq meme. I have, to, I have to apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. I didn't know he had that in his game. But now that I know he does, hey, let's see it every week now, Jonathan. Keep doing that. That's great stuff. Uh, And then a pair of rookies, Lucas Van Ness and Carl Brooks, both also making big plays Thursday. Let's start with Brooks. How many times do I have to say it? When we look back at the 2023 draft in like four or five years, he's going to be remembered as one of the big steals in the draft. I really believe that. A damn heist, you could even say. Late first quarter, third and five, Detroit 21. Goff takes off, stripped by Brooks. Brooks does a nice job just getting his hand in there and poking it out. Just a simple little poke. And he recovered it. Every week, this kid just keeps making plays. Now, Green Bay doesn't cash in on it because of the blown fourth down run call with A.J. Dillon, where he appeared to go the wrong way, but still want to play from Brooks. Plenty more of those to come again, I suspect. And then Van Ness, you know, the Lions go for the fake punt at their own 23. That call, there's being aggressive. There's being aggressive. And then there's just being kind of boneheaded and stupid. That was a stupid call. I want to say quick you have to believe believe me on this. You got to believe your boy. I knew that was coming. The way they were lined up and the way the up back was a little bit like he was kind of shading a little bit further than than normal. I just and it just took a tick too long to snap it. I said to my wife, I go, this is going to be a fake. And she's like, what? Right here? I'm like, this is a fake. And as soon as I said it, <laughs> they snapped it to him. But, Green Bay doesn't bite. Van Ness comes up with the big stop. Nice recognition. Nice tackle from the rookie. Now he's had kind of a quiet first season. That's not a surprise to me. You know? Considering he was a fairly raw prospect coming out of Iowa. Remember, he was never a full-time starter at Iowa. This is That was a long-term pick with Van Ness. That was not a pick for this year. But, great play from him and he's been more noticeable lately. Hopefully that continues. Had two QB hits in this one as well. Kingsley and Igbaré had two QB hits too as did Kenny Clark. So yeah man I mean they kicked Coff's ass. They just beat the shit out of Jared cough which I didn't see coming. Especially again with that Lions offensive line being so good. But Goff's gonna be super sorry. He's gonna be sore as shit. I can't imagine he won't be. Uh, And then the special teams, some nice placement from punter Daniel Whelan. Third week in a row now I've mentioned him. Third or fourth week. He continues to impress me. And some great work from the coverage units. Holy crap. Rich Basaccia finally showing why he's the highest paid special teams coach in football. You know, those coverage units consistently got down there, down the ball, forced the Lions to start deep in their own end. They Not just downing the ball, but did a nice job getting down there and, you know, kind of surrounding the returners, not allowing them to return, forcing the fair catch. So yeah, great work from the coverage units. Great stuff. That was outstanding. But I'll tell you what, he's gotta figure out the Anders Carlson thing. Dur's here as we call him on Dur's here as we call him on the show. I gotta take a drink before we talk about this. Another Miss PAT. Another one. It has to be mental now, doesn't it? That's three weeks in a row. This can't continue, okay? Now, it it I means you just can't. It just He just can't keep missing these every week. He you know, he hits the one field goal. And honestly, the 63-yarder to end the first half, had that been a little closer, like 59 or 60, I think he would have had it. He's got the leg strength. That's not the issue. That's never been the issue. The talent is there. You know, but the mental stuff has to be fixed. At least that's what it seems to be to me. Because I was only half kidding on Twitter when I said, like, well, maybe they should just bring Mason Crosby back to kick the PATs and have Carlson do the field goals. Like... You know, I'm mostly kidding, but not totally kidding because he's got to get it figured out. It just can't continue. Durs, you got it. Durs, baby, you got to get this figured out. We can't keep doing this every week. But yeah, even with the hiccups from Durs and a few others, this was truly a triumphant moment for the 2023 Green Bay Packers. The development that finally started to show earlier in the month became crystal clear Thursday in Detroit. And with six games left, we could be in for a whole lot more. All right, so those are my main thoughts, my main bathroom thoughts. It's funny, I, you know, I have the toilet literally. The toilet is literally right next to my chair, which I guess could come in handy if I have to go during the show. But, but uh, I'm I'm a pro. I went before, so don't worry. That's not going to happen. All of a sudden, he starts hearing like a strange. What is that? What is that water? That sound of water running. He's not actually. He's no. He wouldn't do that while he's doing the show. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so again, those are my main thoughts. Let's open the bags now and, and to see what you all have to say. Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Let's start with Twitter. All right. These are in no particular order. Our first one comes from Love Is in the Airing It Out at Matilla D. Hun. Again, Matilla, apologies for not getting to your email last week. Your or your tweet and Arlis and Philip. I know I I botched it. I I meant to get to you guys, and I completely screwed up again. Apologies. So, at Matilla D. Hunt, Matilla writes, Love is here! I've seen enough, Lamps, against a stellar Lions defense. He looked poised, decisive. He's arrived. By the way, last week someone said Wicks reminded them of Driver. I can see it, but I think Reed reminds me of Driver a bit more. Smaller, tough, quick, does everything. Thank you for that, Matilla. Uh, Actually, it was um, Dobbs. Someone emailed last week to say Dobbs reminded them of Driver. But your point, we, Reed does definitely have some Driver in him. Absolutely. that You're right. He is smaller. He's extremely tough. Driver had both those qualities in abundance. Quick, yep. Does everything. I definitely, that's a good point. I hadn't considered, you're right, that, that Reed does kind of remind, what am I doing here? What's going on with this computer? There we go. You know, when you have your, your laptop in the bathroom, anything goes, <laughs> apparently. Um, that's a good point. Reed does have a lot of driver qualities. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, wow, that's that's good stuff, Matilla. Thank you for, for saying that because I hadn't considered that. But, yeah, it's definitely the comparison is there. And you're right about love. I mean, he's here, you know. You can stop mocking quarterbacks to Green Bay, people who do mock drafts. If you're jumping on the simulator, you don't have to mock any quarterback. They're not taking a quarterback. Love is going to be the guy. And I imagine the next step now will be them working on whatever the extension looks like. Because I do think he's earned that. Because <clears throat> it's hard to see them going into next season with Love, you know, in the last year of his deal. They'll work out an extension. It feels like we're headed for that now. Yeah, he's earned that at this point. Definitely. All right, so thank you for that, Matilla. Our next one comes from my buddy Brewcrewer. At Summers underscore time, one of my former Old Bag of Donuts podcast co-hosts, one of my bestest friends in the world, Adam Summers, who sent me a hilarious uh, ICP Insane Clown Posse gif after the game. I wasn't kidding, buddy. I, there was really nothing open that would sell fago. There were some gas stations open, but I don't think any of them sell fago. So if any had been open, I would have gone and got a celebratory fago after the game today. In honor of ICP, of course. But anyways, Adam writes, don't look ahead at the remaining schedule. Don't look ahead. I keep telling myself. I mean, it's hard not to, right? It's hard not to look ahead at the schedule with this team and go like, okay, like let's, so let's, I know you, you said you don't look at, but let's look ahead. So six games left, right? To ma- At five and six, they probably have to be four and two in the final six to be in the playoff conversation. The NFC is, that, that back end of the NFC, you know, is down. But I don't think it's down enough to where eight wins will get you in. You probably still need nine. So four and two for this Packers team. Now let's look. At, let's look at what's, what we would call maybe the tougher games. Obviously KC at home next week is going to be tough. We know that. Minnesota, at Minnesota on New Year's Eve will probably be tough. Those are two. Now let's look at the other ones. Are the other four tough? I would say they're not on paper, right? The Giants, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and then closing with Chicago at home. So just going off of that, right? You would say if I said those, those four games, you say they should win those four. And then Casey and Minnesota could be tough. But even if they lose both those, if they win the four, they should, that's nine and eight. They're in. They're in the conversation. They might have a shot to sneak in. And then imagine if they can split with KC in Minnesota and then win the other four. Now you're talking five and one. You're talking 10 and seven. They're definitely in the playoffs. So I know it's hard not... You don't want to look ahead, but it's impossible not to because the schedule is just so favorable. If they just keep developing and playing like this and they're going to get guys back too, remember, they should have Wicks back for Kansas City. You know, they should have... um, I think Ja will be back. Ford will be back. Campbell will be It sounds like they were close. Campbell will be back. So those will help. that will help the defense. Um, Jonesy will be back at some point. They didn't put him on IR, so they don't think he'll miss four games. And then Musgrave will miss four, but he'll be back for what? So he missed today and then three more. So he'll be back for the final three. Am I right? Yeah, the final three. So they're going to have reinforcements coming. It's hard not to look ahead. You're right. They're trying to focus week to week, but it's hard not to. I know what you're saying, buddy. So thank you for that. Our next one comes from Justin Cornwell at Justin A. Cornwell. Longtime friend of the show, going back to the pod bean days. Thanks as always, Justin. Uh, A ton of credit to a shorthanded defense on the road against a great offense. Speaking of offense, I am thankful to see that group excelling more and more each week. Exciting times, especially compared to how we felt a month ago. Happy Thanksgiving to the Lemp's comment crew. Oh well, so there you go, Justin saying thank Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Um, and again, I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all of you as well. Like, you know, again, like there's so many of you listening every week. It's really great. Like, if you know, I'm doing the show in a bathroom at the Hampton Inn in Marquette, and I wouldn't do that if no one was listening. You know what I mean? But I know all of you were tuning in, so you know what I'm saying. Like, there is no show without all of you. None of this is happening if you're not all tuning in. You're what makes the show go. So thank you for all. Thank you again to all of you. I'm, ex- you know, on a daily day like when we talk about what we're thankful for. I'm very thankful for all of you tuning in every week. You make this show worth doing, which is great. So yeah. All right. Um. Now that we got the gooey stuff out of the way. Uh. The lovey-dovey stuff. Um. <laughs> Ton of credit, yeah. I mean, the defense was shorthanded. You're right. That's a great Lions offense. That is a great. That's a great Lions offense. Yeah. And they, you know what? They they more than held their own. They brought the fight to Detroit, which was awesome to see. The whole team did, but especially the defense. I thought. Um, and you're right. The, the, the offense is is growing every week. Reed is, you know, what I mean, all these guys. Reed's getting better. Watson seems to be coming on. Like Wicks was getting better before he got hurt. Like it's all yeah. And it is incredibly exciting, because you're right. A month ago, like I said earlier in the show, a month ago we were talking mock drafts. People were wondering, is LeFleur going to be back? What does the future look like? And now we're going like, you know what? Then they they probably need to add some more stuff, but the foundation is here, the quarterback is here. Like, we can move forward with this group, and 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 you know they're going to get cap space. That Rogers dead cap hit's going to come off the books. You know what I mean? They're going to have money to spend in the next few years to add to this core. It's really exciting. Hell yeah. So thank you for that, Justin. Our next one comes from Javier Cabrera at JaCabrera24. Great to hear from you, Javier, as always. He writes Packers played with house money today. Great win. Now, <coughs> can they repeat this performance against the struggling Chiefs team? JLo almost had another 300-yard passing game. I am excited where this team is going. Hashtag GoPackGo. Yeah. You know, they played. There was kind of a looseness that they played with today. Like, no one thinks. Again, eight and a half point underdogs. Fuck it. No one thinks we're going to win anyway. But I love that. And I, I just love how, I love how they brought the fight to Detroit. Detroit had just beat the shit out of Green Bay the last couple years kind of culminating in that Thursday night game early in the season where they just embarrassed Green Bay at Lambeau. You know what I mean? The game was over by, not even halftime, it was over by mid-second quarter pretty much. You know what I mean? So for the Packers to show, I said on the show last week, this was going to be a real measuring stick game to see how much progress, just how much progress this team has made since that game. What we learned today, they have made a shitload of progress since that first game oh my god they've grown leaps and bounds from that first game again and they brought the fight to Detroit today they punched first they hit early and they hit often which is great and it really reflects well on Matt LaFleur yeah absolutely um, can they repeat this performance against a struggling Chiefs team well I'll tell you every time I watch the Chiefs I keep waiting to be blown away and I've watched them quite a bit this year you know watch that game Monday night against the Eagles I kept going alright You know, the old Nirvana line, here we are now, entertain us. And I just was watching going like, I'm not seeing it. Keep waiting to see it. I'm like, where is it? I don't see it. And I think we're far enough in the season now that I don't know if it's coming for that team. More on them towards the end of the show. But I don't know if it's coming. This offensive explosion, this, you know, them looking like the Chiefs of old. They look very vulnerable. You know, and I said that after the game Monday night, before today. So so now, seeing what I saw from Green Bay today, now I think that game is definitely winnable for the Packers. They'll be they'll be probably underdogs in that game. But that game is 100% winnable for Green Bay. Absolutely. Especially, again, because they're going to get guys back. So, yeah, and I'm excited where this team's going, too. I can't believe how excited I am. I kept saying to my wife after the game, I'm like, <laughs> to go from where we were to where we are, I can't believe it. Like, the future is so bright now. A month ago, it looked so dark. But now it's so bright. It's incredible. So thank you for that, Javier. Our next one comes from... This is our final tweet. Yes. Comes from Lucky at the Madisonian. Nice to hear from you. as always Lucky. He writes, Fantastic win in Detroit. Love looked in command. The only quibble I have is the lack of the love shove when needing a yard. And even then... The second one resulted in Love's 37-yard scamper winning Cures All and Hashtag Go Pack Go. He does look in command, doesn't he? You know, t- I've talked about this a bunch on the show with, with Love, so what the hell, let's do it again. Because again, I am in a bathroom late at night, drinking a beer. Really embracing my white trash roots. <laughs> uh, um, I've said this about Love. His poise... And his demeanor is so perfectly suited; it always has been to ride. You know, because we all knew the season was going to be kind of a roller coaster, right? I don't think we knew to, to the extent it was going to be. You know, it ended up being even more so, I think, than we thought. But he's always had the perfect demeanor to ride that roller coaster—never too high, never too low. Just always even keel, you know? Even today, like, after he got done talking... Quick aside. Shameful by Fox for him not to get a turkey leg. Shameful. I wanted him and Rashawn Gary to each have a giant turkey leg eating it on the field. Shameful. What did they say? They made a donation in his name? Like, what is Fox? Fucking George Costanza? A donation has been made in your name to the Human Fund? Money for People? Like... A donation has been made. I mean, that's nice, but, but that's, I want the donation and, he should, and the turkey leg. You should have both. This is Thanksgiving. It's the John Madden Thanksgiving. You think John Madden would be okay with this? My friends, I assure you, John Madden would not be okay with this. So I was very disappointed in that. But anyways, he's had, he's got the perfect, I mean, even after she got done interviewing when he's coming off the field, he kind of cracked a smile. And I was like, that's about as much emotion as you'll see out of Jordan Love after a game. Like, he's just so cool. Just total cool, man. Perfectly suited to ride this roller coaster. So he is in command, absolutely. Um, The Love Shove, yeah. Or as I said last week on the show, are are we not going to go with Love Thrust? That's probably too vulgar, right? I asked my wife about that, she kind of rolled her eyes and was like, no, you can't. We can't call it the Love Thrust. (laughs) So, let's say the Love Shove. Um... Yeah, this team is really bad in short yardage. That's the one thing. You know, there has been so much growth, but in short yardage situations, they're just still... This is one of the worst short yardage situations. One of the worst short yardage teams I can remember as far as Packers teams goes. They are just ass in short yardage stuff. Once they figure that out, they are really going to be cooking with evil gas. Because that play... I mean, that that handoff to Dylan on fourth... I don't mind going for it there. But that play call was so bad. And then for Dylan to not know which way to go, it's just inexcusable, you know? Now, he bounced back from that and ended up having a decent day. But, you know, that was just inexcusable. And even if he gets the handoff, there was the one angle they showed us watching after. Even if he runs the right way, I'm not sure they get the first down on that. Like, they're just not a short yardage, line it up, and run it team, (laughs) you know? I'd rather they do the love shove, the love thruster, just run some play action, and just go shotgun and let Love try to throw a little two, three yard pass and pick up the first. Yeah. Cause they keep trying, you know, they keep trying to make short yardage happen and Gretchen, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, I, I agree that they, they need to figure that out and they need to figure that out quick. But you know, once they do again, this is going to be even more, you know, that growth is going to be even more evident. So yeah, good stuff. Thank you for that. Lucky. Um, All right, so those are the Twitter... Let's go to the Twitter DMs. Let's go to Kyle. At Kyle Truex. is one of the Kyles. We have three Kyles here on the show that write-in. Regularly. Kyle, at Kyle Truex, DM me to say, Lemps, well, what can you say? I may be speaking for several Packers fans here, but I did not see this type of performance coming. I cannot remember a more enjoyable game, especially that first half. The offense was potent. Love was dealing, and to my surprise... Matt LaFleur actually called a great game. And how about Gary? He fucking rocks. And let's give props to the O-line. This was easily their best game of the year. I don't know. Just a nice good old ass kicking of the kneecap-eating Lions. And despite my early season cynicism, I'm hopeful for what lies ahead. I'm thankful for this squad and thankful for your pod. Go Pack Go. Cheers. Well, thank you for that, Kyle. I'm thankful to have you as a listener. And again, all of you as listeners. These, again, like you guys make this show worth doing. You know what I mean? If no one was listening, like, what would even be the point? But it's the fact that all of you show up. That's what makes this worth it. That's what makes this fun. You know what I mean? It feels like we're doing the show together, even though I'm the one talking. I I feel like, you know what I mean? I feel like we're kind of like all co-conspirators, which I love. So thank you for that, Kyle. Um, you know, I, I was a little bit more pessimistic when, They announced the inactives Thursday morning, but I kind of thought all week they might have a chance just because it's a short week. And if you remember back, there have been plenty of Thanksgivings in my lifetime where the Packers were great and the Lions were shit and the Packers went into Detroit and lost. You know what I mean? It's definitely, the Lions have definitely ruined some Thanksgivings for the Packers before when we didn't see it coming. So I was like, well, maybe it'll go the other way for once. It could. Um, and then the Lions almost got beat by the Bears last week, too, which kind of had me thinking, maybe Green Bay could do this. Um, but you're right about, you know, your comments. You're right about Gary. He rocks. And you know what? You're right. I haven't even mentioned the offensive line yet. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, the offensive line was outstanding today. Love was only, Love wasn't sacked once, and he was only hit four times. Like, you're right, absolutely right. Outstanding performance from the offensive line in this one really, and a group that, you know, obviously has been under fire a lot from us fans throughout the year. They really showed up and showed out today. Great stuff from the offensive line. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to earlier. Um, Yeah, and you're right. It was, I mean, it was kind of an ass kicking. You know, you take away that late touchdown, this is a 14-point win. Or what is it? Was it 29? No, they got eight. It was 29-14, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a 15 point win. Minus the one what, what ends up ultimately being a garbage time score. So yeah, this was an ass kicking. Up until the final like minute. Yeah, just, yeah, that's, that's true. I hadn't even thought about it. It really was, though. Um, and you're right, I'm hopeful for, for what lies ahead too. Which is great. So thank you for that, Kyle. Our next one comes from Rob, my buddy over there, Rob in the UK. Rob Gardner, number 58. Sends a picture. Thank you for the picture, Rob, of you and your little one. Got your Packers stuff on. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Happy, th- Happy Thanksgiving to your family over there in the UK as well. So Rob writes, hashtag Fund Lamps Bathroom Beers. Man, what a game. I was really impressed with Love's throws. They were on the money. But the most important part, confident, was very threatening was Barry threatened in leaving him in Detroit. But the first half, that team was on heat, baby. Owens was all over the field. So credit to him on a bounce-back game. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the UK and across the pond. P.S., we need to get another Rob to write in as I'm getting lonely with all these Kyles, etc. Yeah, you're the only... But but, but look at it this way, Rob. You're the only Rob who writes in. So you own the Rob corner, which is kind of cool, right? You are the only Rob. So you have that going for you, right? Which is great. Um, yeah. Barry, you know. You know, you see the beat writers talking about Barry hugging LaFleur outside of the locker room, and people are going, Oh, Barry's gonna be I still don't know if Joe Barry's gonna be back next year. But this was a great performance, you know, from his group. Again, until that final minute, they gave up fifteen points to a high powered, healthy Lions offense. So, you know, we rip Barry when you know, we rip Barry a lot. I'm chief among that group, but his group was great today. I, I have no qualms with what Joe Barry did. It was outstanding. Um, helps have a guy like Rashawn Gary, but yeah. yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any issues with that. And you're right, Owens was all over the field. He really a great bounce back game from him. Again, now I want. Now that I know Owens can do this, I want to see this every week from him. Because I didn't think he had it in him, but now that I know he does, I want to see this shit every week. Because you can do this every week, so do it. So, yeah, and fun limps, bathroom beers. Um, Well, I I have bathroom beers, so don't worry about that. I definitely have money for that. All right, so thank you for that, Rob. All right, so that's Twitter and the Twitter DMs. All right, that's Twitter and the Twitter DMs. So let's go to, what should we do now? Let's do Facebook. Yeah, okay. All right, hold on and pull this up here. I'm also using my phone, so I'm utilizing all the avenues here. All right. All right, first one comes from Sean. Sean Lafond, he writes in Happy Thanksgiving. Excited to hear your annual podcast from the bathroom. What a Thanksgiving gift to see the Packers play well in all three phases. I was nervous when I saw so many guys on the injury report and was worried that maybe this team was packing it in. But it was all gas, no break. Love was incredible. The defense forcing turnovers in big spots and standing strong on fourth down. So good to see everyone step up and make plays. Owens played out of his mind. Heath had some impact plays. Great to see this team stack wins and gaining confidence. And have a sip of beer for our Irish punter, Danny Whalen. Well, I will do that. This one's for you, Mr. Whalen. All right, so thank you for writing in, Sean. Good stuff here. Um... Yeah, it is kind of becoming an annual podcast now. Probably like every November, I'm going to try to get up here with the fam. So probably every November, there'll be one of these. Maybe we'll make it an annual thing. That'd be That's fun. This, I'm having fun doing this tonight, even though it's late as shit. I'm going to pay for it tomorrow, but it's awesome right now. Um, It was all gas, no break. You're right. I mean, great points. You know, Love was incredible. Talked about that. Defense force turnovers in big spots. They were really good on fourth down. You're right. That was a key component to the defensive performance today. You know? Because the Lions have a lot of experience because Campbell's, you know, not afraid to go for it on fourth down. <laughs> but the Packers' defense was ready. I mean, they just... They just brought it on fourth down time and time again, which is awesome. Um, Heath. Yeah, great point on Malik Heath. This was kind of his first real, real extended action. Four catches for 46 yards. Some good stuff in the run game, too, from him. Which I... Which you expected. I mean, that's a big reason why he made the team... He was, you know, one of the surprises of camp and why he ended up making the team because he was so physical in the run game. He brought that, brought a new element that they don't really have from this receiving group. He's such a good run blocker. But he showed he can make plays downfield, too. So, yeah, they've got something in Heath. I think he'll be kind of... he, He looks like he could be, you know, eventually maybe a reliable kind of back half of the receiving group guy. But you need guys like that. Again, with his run blocking, there's real value there. So... Yeah, I thought Heath had some impact plays. I'm excited to see how he develops. Kind of a new game, a new name to the receiving group, right? Because we've been talking about Wicks and Reed and Dobbs and Watson, and and then here comes here comes uh, Malik Heath into the into the group too. So that's great stuff. So yeah, thank you for that, Sean. Our next one comes from my buddy Daniel out there in Canada. He writes, "Um, all right, <laughs> holy shit." Where did that team come from? The offense was on fire. Defense still not so much, but hey, they stopped them every time they needed to. Now, I don't know if it was the revenge of the players or if Barry somehow found a plan deep in the playbooks. A few players I would like to point out. If Love keeps playing like this, he absolutely is the guy, and the rest of the NFC North will hate us even more. Dylan as a receiver was the best. I mean, try to stop a bulldozer at full speed. Owens with a smart, smart smart-ass play taking home the ball, just in case, and a bunch of crucial tackles. I think were key on defense, and Gary is back. Oh, and it looks like Watson found the library and made it into the same book as Jordan. I thought Detroit came close to a comeback two or three times, but overall this game was never in doubt after the first quarter. Happy Thanksgiving south of the border, and enjoy this dub. Well, thank you for that, Daniel. All right, a lot of good stuff here. Um, well, I thought, you know, I would disagree with you. I mean, I thought the defense was really good again. They were extremely undermanned and they held a high powered Detroit offense to 15 points until 14 points until there was garbage time. So or what ended up being garbage time. So yeah, I I I would disagree with you a little bit there, but um Yes. Love absolutely looks again, he looks like the guy. At this point, I would think the next step with Jordan Love probably is working out some sort of long-term extension. I could even see them reaching it before the end of the season. But, yeah, they're, they're going to—Russ Ball's going to work that out, and I think Love's going to be the guy for for the next at least four or five years. Yeah. Um, and you're right, the NFC North will hate us even more and more on that in a minute. Uh, Dylan, yeah, Dylan did some great stuff as a receiver. Had the nice play where he hurdled the guy. Nice to see him make up for his blunder on the fourth down. Um, I actually think he probably has more value at this point as a receiver than a running back. Because, like, again, you said, you get him out in space, he's just so big. It's like, he gets a little bit of a head of steam. It's like, who the hell wants to tackle that shit? So, which it seems like it's easier for him to do that at this point in the passing game. Um, Talked about Owens a lot. Gary, yup. You're right, Watson and Jordan, start, they're starting to get on the same page. You know? They're starting to click. And, again, like I said earlier, you know, we, as we... Saw last year with Watson. Once his confidence gets rolling, and he gets rolling, like, dude, he can, once he really starts stacking su- stacking success, again, as Mike Mack would say, he can catch fire quick, and he can stay on fire for a while. So that's really exciting to see what could happen with Watson here. um, Yeah, and you're right, you know. It kind of felt like Detroit was going to come back. Kept thinking they were going to. And we got to, like, even on that final drive, where the Detroit did score, my wife just goes, she nailed it. She goes, Detroit just looks broken. She goes, I think they just know this game is over. And I was like, you think? She goes, yeah. She goes, there was just there's no, there's no jump from that group. She goes, they just look dead. And I was like, yeah, I think the Packers, even though they scored on that drive, the Packers had basically snuffed out their will. So yeah, I agree with you. Good stuff, Daniel. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving to all of you in Canada as well. Do you celebrate? Do you celebrate Canada. Do you celebrate American? No, you have Canadian Thanksgiving, right? I'm going to sound really stupid on this part, but again, I'm in a bathroom. So how smart do you think I am? Um, they do Canadian Thanksgiving, right? Which is not American Thanksgiving. So I don't know if you guys have any celebrations for our Thanksgiving, but either way, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, all right, so that's Facebook. We'll go to the emails now. 57 minutes in, but I'm I'm in a bathroom and I'm rolling. So let's just keep her going. Our first one comes from Sean from Plover. Sean writes, Lemp's. Wow, what a performance from everyone. Love, Gary, and Watson were balling out. Did I miss it or did they not give out the turkey legs? I would have loved to have seen those three take a giant bite. This is getting interesting now down the stretch. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours as well, Sean. No, like I said earlier, they didn't. there was no turkey legs. Which is just... Shameful from Fox. Unacceptable from Fox. Yeah. Can't happen. You can't have that on Thanksgiving. Again, John Madden would be disgusted if he were still with us. That on the John Madden Thanksgiving games, there were no turkey legs given out in one of the games. Unacceptable. Unacceptable, damn it. But yeah, you're right. Great performance from the team, and yeah, love Gary and Watson. I mean, we're really you're right. It should have been all three of them eating a giant turkey, eating giant turkey legs. Because I think the San Francisco game, I like I said earlier, I fell asleep, but I woke up. I was like kind of half awake. It looked like they the entire San Francisco team got the turkey. There were like nine guys eating the freaking turkey. So yeah, should have had that happen for Green Bay. Disappointing. You're right. It, and it is getting interesting. It's getting awful interesting now, isn't it for this team? So thank you, Sean. Our next one comes from my buddy Nick. Nick writes, Happy Thanksgiving, Greek. Yasu! I write you after some Uzo and a Packers win. Uh-oh. Uzo's in the house. Hope Thanksgiving is excellent for you and your family. Some notes. Quay was the king of the Spartans. D-line was tough and as last week, they're creating a nice rotation. Loving the offense, build on success. This youth movement is going to gel well if they continue the small steps. Stop the trick plays. Jesus. Penalties were less today, more growth. Uncle Josephus is still a liability. Soft zone, run D, and you're promised a pass of 12 to 15 yards on the sideline. Preston out in coverage again, face palm. The foreign exchange student program at Kicker is also a liability, and I laugh out loud every time I hear Josh on the Ig Bag. Well done, sir. Chair fund, a lot of people say Corey Dunn if you say that out loud. Happy Thanksgiving to the LTP Nation. Go, Pat, go. Thanks again for the show, my Hellenic brother, peace, Nick. Well, thank you, Nick. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate your kind words about the show. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. And thank you for saying Happy Thanksgiving. We are, it is Lemp's Talking Pack Nation. Now, some say maybe Lemp's Legion. I had a friend of mine suggest that. So we're either a nation or a legion. But we're big. We're out there. Whatever we are. Um. So let's get to your thoughts here. Yeah, good, tough game from Quay Walker today. I agree. You're right, the D-line was tough. I mean, this was a huge difference. I think the Lions had... Now, I do have this in my notes. Hang on. The Lions had, in that first half, 46 yards on 14 carries. So 3.3 yards per rush. Well, uh, far short of what they had in that first meeting. I forgot to look that up, but I know they ran the ball down Green Bay's throat at will that first meeting. So to hold them the way they did in the first half was great. Now, the Lions did run the ball with a little bit more success in the second half. But still, 31 for 140 as a team. Four and a half yards a carry. Much, much, much improved from the Packers' run. That's about as well as the run defense can play, I think. So, yeah, much improved there. And, and, and it speaks to, again, the, you know, Detroit bullied Green Bay. And had bullied. The first time they had bullied them the last couple of years. Today, the Packers did not allow themselves to get pushed around for the most part. Couple spots... Not as great, but for the most part, they didn't get—they didn't allow themselves to get pushed around, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, the trick play stuff—you know, I, again, I don't mind going for it in that spot because now I would have kicked. If you listen to the show, you know I'm kind of old school. I would have kicked the PAT, made it a 16-point game, and said to Detroit, "You're going to have to score two touchdowns and get two two-point conversions just to tie me." But I understand going for two there because. 17 points, three-score game. That's awesome. But the trick play thing, the, what was it? Love to, who was, I don't even remember who it was now. Love to, should I have this? Hold on. It was after the, yeah. So it was the love, the quick pass to Reed back to Dobbs. And I think Dobbs was supposed to throw it to love, right? But just, it took far too long to develop and Detroit snuffed it out, you know what I mean? I he just I I why run the cutesy wootsy bullshit there? It's two yards. Again, Jordan's playing great. Just go shotgun, put it in his hands and let him find somebody. Let him make a play. That trick play stuff is is still like it's just I don't mind it, but he's not like I said this on the show last week too. He's not picking the right spots for it. His, his you know, where he's the placement of those trick plays has been terrible from the floor. He needs to improve on that. I agree. I don't mind a trick play, but just not in those spots. Um, yes, the penalties were less. They definitely were less. I don't know what they finished with. Let me look that up quick. Penalties. Seven for sixty. So yeah, a little bit less than what it's been. Still a couple too many, but they are kind of improving there slowly. It feels like cutting down the penalties. Um. And he did have Preston out in coverage. That MF for Barry had Preston out in coverage. And of course the lines went right at him for a slant for what was it, like 10 yards, 12 yards. I couldn't believe it. I was like, he's got Preston out in coverage. He's doing it again. It's like ball rats. That kid is back on the escalator. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's got him out in coverage again. Um, uh, and yes, Josh is hysterical. And don't worry, Josh wrote in. I haven't read it yet, but it's coming. So thank you for that, Nick. And the chair fund is coming. The chair fund, as soon as I get back from this trip, I'm going to set up the chair fund. Our next one comes from Rich. <coughs> Rich writes, Lemps, hey, I'm okay with us playing too well to get a QB in the draft because I'm sold on love. But folks, we need to get a stud offensive tackle to replace Bach. If we keep winning, we won't get one. I made fun of you doing the show from the bathroom thinking you'd be hating life after a bad loss. Needless to say, I was wrong. Hope you are enjoying the dub. I am enjoying, I saw your tweet. I forgot to reply to you, Rich. I am enjoying, yeah. Even if they lost, I would have found a way to have fun here. But they won, so I'm having even more fun. This is a freaking blast. Um, Yeah, now the offensive tackle thing, it does. Now, the offensive line played well today, but I do feel like tackle is probably still where where they focus in the first round. Tackle, or do they go receiver? Again, someone like Keon Coleman from Florida State. He and Reed were teammates at Michigan State before Coleman transferred. Could they, could they could they add one more weapon for Jordan Love? That could be possible. Um, but wide receiver tackle feels like the big first-round spot that they would – the spot that they would target in the first round. You're right. They won't get the kid from Penn State. They're not going to get Alt from Notre Dame. But there's some other tackles that could be there in that middle part of the round that they could still get. Um, what's the kid from Oregon State's name? And then there's a the kid from Alabama. I'm, I'm not really up on the – I can't ever remember the names, but – I know they're being mocked a lot in that middle part of the first round. So maybe, maybe they could still get a tackle. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Rich. Our next one comes from Kyle, who had Twitter, got rid of it, got it again, got rid of it again. Twitter was actually okay today because everybody was in such a good mood. The most enjoyable it's been for a minute. Uh, Kyle writes, hey, Chris. Did not see that coming. My reaction to this game was basically Mugatu's reaction at the end of Zoolander when he goes, Dear God, it's beautiful. (laughs) Love looked really good, but that deep ball just needs more polish, but still hard not to be excited. That third down run was the stuff of legends. After a dreadful showing, Owens showed up massive today. Biles Owens? Greater than Swift Kelsey? Rashawn Gary, nothing else to add. The craft tutty won me some money, so I've earmarked half to the chair fund. All right. Watching the first postgame presser and him in the locker room, I've come to realize when it's going good, I think he's a really damn fine coach. But when it's bumpy, he always looks so dejected and never seems to have an idea of what to do. Thoughts? Everyone going to be real mad when the D plays well enough for the Packers to retain Joe Barry. Go Pack Go and Happy Thanksgiving to Lemp's Nation. Kyle. Well, thank you for that, Kyle. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours as well. I, I believe you're in Canada as well. So again, I don't know if you guys celebrate happy Thanksgiving anyways. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving to have turkey. You just have turkey anyway, right? You have three helpings like I did. And I had ham too. I had a piece of ham. Because Jordan Love said earlier in the week, he does not eat turkey. He eats ham. So because he bawled out today, I said, I'm going to have a piece of ham in Jordan's honor. And it was good. I might have had some baked chicken too. I ate a lot. Um nice Zoolander reference. Anytime Zoolander gets referenced, you love that. Yeah, the deep ball. <laughs> um yeah, you're right about the deep ball. I mean, sorry, apologize for coughing again. Um If you again, if you want to be a tough grader, he probably should have had six on the opening play to Watson. It was maybe a little bit underthrown. But it was a, it's still a great play. It was a good throw, but a great throw in that six. Again, if you want to be a tough grader. So I hear what you're saying there. It's just, he's just got to keep going. It's getting better. You know, the stats show it. I don't have the stats in front of me, but there was some pro football focus stuff last week that talked about his, showed his improvement. He's getting better on the deep ball. It really is getting better. Slowly, but it's getting, it's going to, I really think it's going to get there. Um, And if it does, I mean, holy shit, look out. Uh, yeah, uh, Bill, uh, Simone Biles and Owens better than Swift Kelsey. Well, that's a good one. Probably, right? I mean, Simone Biles is one, of, maybe the greatest female athlete of all time. Taylor Swift now, but then Taylor Swift has sold a ton of records. And is setting all these... Those two are... The two of them, their accomplishments are just ridiculous. Between Simone Biles and Taylor Swift. Um, so then, if you say that's a wash, then you say Kelsey and Owens. Uh, I would say... Oh, I would say... I mean, Kelsey's one of the greatest tight ends of all time compared to Owen, so I don't know if I agree with you. I might give that slight edge to Swift Kelsey, but it's probably close. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but this is why I do the show, so I can answer these these you know hard-hitting questions. Um, glad you want some money. I've earmarked half to the chair fund. Again, the chair thing is going to get set up next week. I'm going to have that. That's my goal for next week, is to get that done when I get back from Marquette. Um... This is an interesting point. When it's going good, he's a really damn fine coach, but when it's bumpy, he always looks so dejected. That is... I do think that's true to an extent. LeFleur does seem to get... does seem to kind of really noticeably hang his head when things aren't going well. And then today, if you saw... I mean, the clips from the locker room and the photos after, I mean, he was going... He was losing his shit. He was so excited. So, yeah, that's probably true. He probably runs a little hot and cold um, as far as his emotions. But... Yeah, he really... I think he's so much... I think so much of his excitement today came from not just the win, but I think he's starting to figure out how to handle this young group. And they're kind of meshing as one. He is the coach and the young group is the players. It's all kind of coming... I think that's a huge reason why he was so geeked after the game. Are they going to retain Joe? See, I told you, people are say, are they going to retain Joe? Barry? I still don't think so. I still don't think so. But again, a lot of shitty opponents his last six games, so if they... Hammer on all those pinatas and put up a few big defensive performances. I mean, he might. He might he may get a new contract. I don't know. I can't even think about that yet, but but it could happen, I suppose. Yeah. Alright, so thank you for that, Kyle. So that's Sean, Nick, Rich, Kyle, our last email. Yeah, Justin. Justin S. Hope I'm not too late. You're not too late, Justin. Last week's Hollywood opening was amazing. I can't believe we had Lion for Thanksgiving. Who has the surest hands in our receiving core? I think Lemp's Nation would happily get you a Secret Lab Titan. Ooh, he sends a gaming chair. A link. I'm going to have to look this up, Justin. I didn't get a chance to look at your thing yet. I'll look at it quick here. I know you were going to say it is way too expensive. So, you know how you said you would donate any extra cash for a charity? Well, I would like to pitch a Let's Upgrade Lempis' GoFundMe chair, charity as an alternative. Anyhow, great win. Happy Thanksgiving. Go back. Go. All right, well, let me look at this chair here quick. Is this a link? Can I open this? Yeah, let's open this up. Let's see. Hotel Wi-Fi is just, I'm sorry, dead air. Hotel hotel Wi-Fi stinks. How much is this? It's a little bit expensive, but this is a nice chair. Maybe this will be the choice. This is a hell of a chair. I'll tell you what, if I thought you guys, this about 500 bucks. If I thought you guys would kick in enough for it, maybe this will be the pick. Because this is a fantastic chair. Because I'll tell you what, we're an hour and 11 minutes in. I'm sitting in one of the hotel chairs, and it's an actual chair with actual cushions, cushioning, and an actual back. And uh, my ass isn't screaming in pain, and um, my back doesn't hurt, and I'm not feeling miserable physically at this point in the show. So a real chair would be awesome. So we are going to get that. I promise you guys I'm going to have a pick or a couple choices up next week. Uh, the Hollywood opening, thank you for that. You know, I I like to have a little fun. You know, I figured LA, Hollywood, I'd have a little fun. I'm glad you appreciated that. I had fun doing that opening last week. Um, and we did have lion for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we went big game hunting. We're eating lion. We're not eating turkey. We're eating lion. Can you actually eat lion? Is lion, I'm terrified to even ask this. Is lion even, like, available anywhere to eat? Is there any, like, Shady black markets where you can like find lion. You probably can. Why am I even saying? Of course you probably can. What would lion even taste like? I don't know if I would eat lion. I gotta say that. But the Packers had lion today, anyways, which was great. So thank you, that Justin. Thanks for writing in and thanks for your suggestion for the chair and all your kind, all your thoughts. Your your kind words was great. So those are the emails. Okay. Hang on here. So Twitter. Twitter DMs, Facebook, email. Let's go to the egg bag. Time for me to bring in my setup man and Michael. Oh, I have two e- two two emails. Two are uh, two eggs. Two eggs. First one comes from Michael James. He writes, "Love may be that dude." Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be Michael. Um, thank you for writing. It's the first time writing into the show. Thanks, Michael. Ah. Uh, yeah, he might be. I think he is. Yeah. You know, I said earlier in the season, I didn't want every week to be kind of a referendum on whether or not Jordan Love could be the guy. But these last four games, man, starting with that Rams game that I went to at Lambeau, he's just looked so much better. So much more in command. So much more confident. The ball's coming out quicker. The ball placement has been better. Still some areas to work on, but really, it's really happening. I think he might, again, I think he's starting to believe we might be seeing the future of this team right before our eyes. Which is great. So yeah, thank you, Michael. Now I bring in my setup guy, Josh. And you know it's coming. You know Josh is going to bring the heat. I haven't read what he wrote. So let's do that now. You know, Lamps, just when I think Watson and Joe Barry couldn't possibly be any dumber, they go and do something like this. And totally redeem themselves. The bittersweet moment here is that Lafleur will point to today's tape as justification to why he brought back Barry... For the twenty twenty four season, when in reality creepy Uncle Joe needs to be shipped back to the auntie pant shipped back to the auntie panty sniffing cult from which he came. <laughs> Holy shit. But the sun shines on a dog's ass at least once a day, so give Barry his moment. And just when this fan base was starting to check car trucks for Watson's dead corpse, the kid showed up. With Reed, Dobbs, Wicks, and now Heath making plays, all Watson needs to be is a more consistent version of MBS and we will win. Lastly, I got food poisoning at a fish fry last night and have been peeing out of my butt and puking all day. 2023 Thanksgiving for me has become a complete abortion. NFC North Championship, here we come. Josh. Josh, there's just a lot of good stuff here. Um, creep the auntie panty sniffing cult. Ah, uh, what else? Um, peeing and peeing out of my butt and puking all day. Uh, complete abortion. I mean, just Josh, always finding new colorful terms and language to bring to the show. I know none of this stuff has ever been mentioned on the show before, so once again, you are a trailblazer. You are one of one. In this category. And you dry, you open with a Dumb and Dumber reference. We're bringing the heat. On like the 90s, early 2000s comedies. There was a Seinfeld reference in the show tonight. Dumb and Dumber, Zoolander. That's my shit, man. This is my wheelhouse. Um, so to your points. Yeah, I know everybody thinks so. I, again, I still don't think what we saw. I don't think it's enough to bring Barry back. I think LaFleur will want to. I still don't think Barry's back. No. Now, again, that could change after they bash on a few more pinatas over these final six games. But I still don't think Barry's back. It would be hard to justify. It could. I mean, subject to change, but right now I don't see it happening. Um. Yep. Watson showed up. And you're right with Reed, Dobbs, Wicks, Heath, Watson. I mean, they're really, they're building a group here. You know, and if Watson can become more consistent, MV- how bad was MVS's drop Monday night? Holy shit! Um, but I still think Watson's ceiling is 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 high. I think his ceiling is is a much better MVS. I still think he has an elite ceiling. So if he can get there with this group, I mean, holy shit, look out, man! Um, I'm sorry you got food poisoning. That stinks. Uh, NFC North Championship. I mean, there's just so much. It's just great. Josh is just every week. Every week. It's outstanding. So thank you for writing it again. Food poisoning and a fish fry. Oh, that's brutal. All right. So that's Twitter, the Twitter DMs, Facebook, email, Igbag. We save the best for last. My other former Old Bag of Donuts podcast co-host, one of my other bestest friends in the world, Gene Bossling, Gino, I give you the hammer every week. No exception. Let's go. That's the best Packers regular season win since... Maybe week three of 2021? there we go. Week three of 2021 in San Francisco? They haven't had a statement like that in a long time. From love to the aggressive game plan for Goff, they looked like they came in there to send a message. And even though that Lions defense has issues... This is the kind of win that makes you feel like love might be for real. The way he played earlier in the year invited a lot of big questions. And I don't necessarily think that was an overreaction to ask those questions. But it's huge for him to have a couple games like this. It calms the fan base down, helps him earn confidence in the locker room, and gives him something to build on. The number of turnover-worthy plays have just dropped a ton. And he looks much more in command to the point where we might be able to have some fun with all that terror the rest of the NFC North fan base might be starting to feel. The transition process hasn't been perfect, but if all it takes is a clunky half season to get your next guy ready, that's a reasonable price to pay. They're a game behind the Vikings right now for the final playoff spot. The Lions would not want to see them in the first round. The path to another 15 years of NFC North supremacy starts with the quarterback, and you could make a case the Packers are the only team in the division with a viable option to take them there. They're all about to be terrified. They're all about to be terrified of us yet again. Enjoy your time in the UP. And thank you for your bathroom podcasting service. (laughs) See, you and Josh, you guys are my closers, right? Everybody's throwing heat all game. And then you guys come in, both touching 100 on the gun, almost, you know, with, with extreme regularity. I save you guys for the end. It's awesome. It's awesome. Great stuff, buddy. (coughs) <coughs> and enjoy your and happy thanksgiving to you and the fam as well um and it's my honor again has any other packers podcast done a show in a bathroom i don't think so man i don't i know people have done some shows in some weird spots i don't think anybody's done a show in a hotel bathroom i've done two now so yeah, i'm always trying to think of like fun weird spots to do the show Like, I'm definitely going to Green Bay for the draft in 2025, and I'm already trying to think of, like, weird spots around the city I can do the show. Like, I want to do it, like, on someone's rooftop, or, like, in someone's garage, drinking beer, like, drinking garage fridge beers, um, or, like, somewhere strange at Lambeau. Like, where's, like, a strange place I could do a show at Lambeau? Like, maybe out in the atrium, but I feel like we can go even weirder than that. But I'm always trying to find fun, weird spots to do the show. Because it makes it interesting. But, so, yeah. I'm glad that you appreciate this. So, to your stuff now. Um, a lot of great stuff. You're right. Probably the best regular season win since that San Fran game. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Or maybe the Thursday night game against Arizona in 2021. That might. This probably is their best win since that. Unless there's something happening in between there that I can't think of. And I'm not going to look it up right now. But... This is certainly one of their best wins since then. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Just You're right, and it was a statement game. It was a real statement game from this team that really hadn't had one in a minute. You know, they want you right, and they wanted to go in and send a message. we were, were tired of getting our asses kicked and being pushed around by you guys. That ends today. And it did. Which was great. Um, no, and you're right. You know what? Like, it wasn't an overreaction earlier in the year. Because... You know, that the, the turnovers kept happening. He kept kind of coming up short in big spots. It wasn't unfair to, to question whether or not he had it. No. It definitely was not unfair to do that earlier in the year. Because I don't think any of us ever said he can't be the guy. We just said we had concerns. So, no, I think you're right about that. Um... And that's a great point about the turnover-worthy plays. They really have dropped. Those kind of, like, grabbing the side of your chair plays. He hasn't had many of those lately. You know? The, again, like I talked earlier, like the ball placement has been so much better from him. And his throws in tight windows has been so much better. And just kind of feels like his overall recognition and reading defenses has improved. Which yeah, it makes sense, considering, you know, the more he's played. But you're right. He really has cut down on, cut down on those turnover worthy plays. Um And yeah, if you are right, if we had to, if you have to punt a half a year for the next 15, yeah, you'll have to, you absolutely will take that, for sure. Um Your last point here is really great about the path to another 15 years of NFC North supremacy he starts the quarterback and you can make a case. The Packers are the only team in the division with a viable option. You could you could definitely say that. Because how old is Jared Goff now? I don't even know. How old is Jared Goff? Let me look. Jared Goff is, he turned 29 last month. Now, Goff is a guy, he's played very well in Detroit. But Goff obviously is a guy, I think at this point, I mean, his ceil- he is what he is. His ceiling is his ceiling. He's not all of a sudden going to become Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. And at some point, too, you know, the Lions are going to have to pay him a lot. Which you would think would really hamstring them elsewhere. Um. Yeah, and I just, I just, I don't, I mean, I don't think Goff is ever going to be, like. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't know if Goff is ever going to be able to take them where they fully want to go. You know what I'm saying? If their goal is to win a championship, I'm not sure Goff is that guy for Detroit. So, I, you know, yeah, and. What do the Vikings have? You know, Cousins, is he going to come back next year off the injury? Are they going to draft a guy? No one really knows what the future holds for them at the position. And then Fields with the Bears has been up and down, mostly down. Kind of doesn't seem like he's going to be the guy. The Bears are going to have probably two picks in the top five. It's hard to see them not take a quarterback, either Caleb Williams or Drake May. And how good will one of those guys be? You know, they might be the answer, but they might not be. They may Chicago up. You know, they may fuck those quarterbacks up, too, like they have all the other ones they've drafted. They may Chicago them up. So, Um, you're right. Right now, the Packers, I think, appear to have the best long-term. When you're talking about the next, like, certainly, like, 10 years, it looks like Green Bay probably has the best option right now. So, yeah, you're right. I think they are. I think, you know, it's funny to see fans of the other three teams in the division talking so much shit when love was really struggling, they haven't said much lately. And they sure didn't say much today, did they? Because I think they're like, oh, no. They, oh, no. Like, you just, you just know you just know they're thinking it. They're thinking, oh, no. Oh, no, here we go again. They, love might be the answer. Oh, no. So you're right. Let's have some fun with it. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, great stuff, buddy. Great stuff from you as usual. So that's it. Twitter, the Twitter DMs, Facebook, email, Igbag, and Gino... We're all set there. Let's close the bags up. So thanks to everyone who wrote in. It's always appreciated. But with today being a holiday, it's even more so. I'd say, again, I really appreciate you guys taking some time out of your holiday to write in. Or maybe I gave you an outlet to ignore your family for a few minutes. It could be that too. But even if that's what it was, I'm glad I could provide that for you. (laughs) We look ahead now to next week. The Packers will be back in action. Back at home at Lambeau Field for a game with the Kansas City Chiefs. That one is set for a three... Excuse me. That would take 2. That one is set for a 7:20. There we go. PM Lambo time kickoff on NBC's Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs talked about them a little while ago, 7 and 3 defending world champs, but they've had some struggles this season for sure, haven't they? Their offense isn't clicking in the way we're used to seeing, you know? And they do seem fairly vulnerable. Now having said that, it's still Pat Mahomes it's still Travis Kelsey. I mean, this is gonna be another real challenge for these young Packers. No question about it. Man, if they can pull this one off too, holy shit. Look out. Like this, this fan base, we're, we're already nearing the stratosphere. We're gonna be in the stratosphere if they win that game. Yeah. Yeah, how great. Oh, that'd be so great. Will Taylor Swift be there? Well, her tour in South America ends on Sunday. So you know what? I actually think she will. I didn't think she would be earlier. I think she's going to be there. Yeah. So yeah, it could be a really fun scene at Lambeau for this one. And how about another Packers win? Wouldn't that be great? Hell yeah. And of course, I'll be back to recap that one. Win, loser, draw next Sunday night, December 3rd. So it'll be Monday morning, December 4th, when you hear it. So keep your eyes and your ears open for that one. And yes, I'll keep you posted. So until next time, Whenever that may be. I am Chris Lempesis. This has been Lemp's Talking Pack. Cheers to you! Thank you so very much for listening, Packer Nation. I love you, I love you, I love you. Yes, even you over there looking at your phone the whole time. Please stay safe out there in this crazy world. Have a wonderful rest of your holiday weekend. And remember, always and forever, Go Pack Go.